On today's video, we are going to take a look at what many consider the top Chinese giant stock right now, and that's Tencent, ticker T-C-E-H-Y. Um, in the past weeks, a lot of news have happened about Tencent um, within a merger that they're trying to do with Huya and Doju. They're also getting some applications banned here in the United States, increasing the United States and China tensions. And finally, Fortnite, which is owned by 40% by Tencent, is currently battling the giants google and apple so a lot of things have happened with techie in this past week so i've decided to talk about them today and techie if you guys don't know it's one of my favorite positions right now because it is in this gaming world um so um, these are all things that i'm very very interested on and very very bullish on and like always, if you are new to my channel, if you like to learn about long-term investing, if you like to learn about growth stocks, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And to all my returning viewers, thank you again for all the support. Make sure to hit the thumbs up. And remember, if you guys want to get in contact with me, YouTube comments is the best place. I also am very active on Twitter. I also have a free Discord, free Discord channel that anybody can join. And I do have a weekly newsletter, which is free. If you guys want to check out, go to josenaharo.com. But like always, all this information that I provide is free. All of this is my opinion, and it should not be taken as advice as I am by no means a professional. So make sure to talk to a financial advisor before, get, before doing any financial activities. And big shout out to Bobu, to Joe, and to P Nuggin. They are new members in the in the YouTube membership. If you guys want to support the channel, make sure to hit that join button. Like I said, all the information I provide here is free from my Discord to my portfolio to my newsletter. Everything is free. I will not charge you guys for anything. But if you guys want to support the channel, make sure to hit the join button. And today's episode is actually kind of inspired by Bobu. His question for the week was the following. Um, it was, what are my thoughts on the overall Chinese and United States tension with big companies like Tencent? So I, and later on in this episode, I will talk about that. But Tencent, like I mentioned, is one of my favorite stocks because of that e-gaming platform. All right, so let's start off at Tencent with their price performance. Right now, it's sitting at $64.00. And 87 cents if you guys don't know tencent is traded over the counter markets so certain portfolios certain certain brokers might not be able to purchase and if I, i'm not sure if Robinhood is one of them um, but like i said if you can't find them it's most likely due to your broker not being able to trade over the counter uh, i my broker is fidelity and i'm easily able to trade companies like techie and other off the market off the market comp holdings so Tencent year to date has returned close to 30% to investors. So that's pretty good. Beating the overall SPY market um, has been has been the overall market. One thing I do want to mention is take a look at this. In the past five years, unfortunately, if you purchased in 2018, in, in mid in early 2018, February, you have not broke even until now. And this is one point I, I, I want to make um, that a lot of people always question question my way of investing the way i invest if i enjoy a company i will buy i dollar cost average right unfortunately i don't have multiple i don't have unlimited funds so when i buy a new holdings into my portfolio i can't go all in at once or can't build a huge position at once and to me this is this helps me out right because imagine if my thesis was the same in february 2018 and i just went in all at once 
um, I would have not broke even till till this day, right? Till a few months ago. Um, so to me, I, I even though I don't have unlimited funds and I dollar cost average a few hundred dollars in the market, four or five hundred dollars a week in the market, um, it helps me out for scenarios like this, right? Because every week, if I want to increase my tents and holdings, there could have been obviously where I would have purchased high, but I can also purchase low, and that average return helps out so much for for a regular investor. Um, so it's just something I wanted to show out, right? Just it, like I mentioned, if you bought in the peak of January 20th, you were in the red until about a, a little bit over two years. So this is why when I get into a position, I dollar cost average. And I know some people ask questions about it, and I thought this was a perfect example. All right, so let's take a look at the first news from Techie. Let's take a look in the past month. In the past month, this company did drop about 10%. And I do think it has to do a lot with some of the news that are out right now. The first thing is Tencent, um, if you guys don't know, is very, very big in the e-gaming world. They own a lot of different gaming companies from Epic's, uh, from Epic Games. And you can easily go to Google and put Tencent's gaming companies and they will give you every single gaming company that they own. They own Riot Games, which is League of Legends. They own Ubisoft, a certain parts, a certain percentage of Epic Games. They own about 40% of Epic Games. They own a small portion of Activision, a small portion of Ubisoft. So they are very, very diversified within the games that they own. Um, so they also own a major, two major platforms that are from streaming. They own Huya and Doju, and I'm just giving you guys a quick backstory. If you guys don't know about Huya or Doju, Huya is actually my number one position in my portfolio. That shows how much bullet, how bullish I am in the streaming world. So Huya and Doju are game streaming platforms. If you guys don't know what game streaming platforms are, it's very similar to Amazon's Twitch, where a person can go, can go and record themselves live and, and build a community. So it's very similar to YouTube videos, except it's a live stream platform, which is not nowadays is not only used for gaming, it's also used for like talk shows, Q and A's, and stuff like that. So Doge, um, Twitch right now in the United States is the leader. The only competitors um, Twitch really has here in the United States is YouTube Gaming and Facebook Gaming, and both of them, Twitch is the leader by far. Huya and Doju are the Twitch version in China, where I don't believe those other platforms are available in China. Huya and Doju are the ones that are the streaming platforms in China, and they are the leaders. Tencent being the beast that they are, they own both Huya and Doju. And this is pretty funny. This is this news came out a day after I did a streaming where I even mentioned that I believed Huya and Doju are going to plan a merger soon. And the next day after that stream, this, this news came out, which I thought was pretty, pretty funny. Um, Tencent owns 36.9% of Huya and they own 50% of the voting stake of Huya. They also own 30, 38% equity of and voting stake in Doju. So they are over one third the owners of both Huya and Doju. And earlier this week, something crazy happened where Tencent exercised some of their options to allow them to increase to increase their shares. And they're also buying additional shares of Huya from another company that owns Huya, um, which is Joy. And they boost their equity stake to 51% and their voting stake to 704 So Tencent is now the majority 
owner of Huya by being 51% owner and 70% poor. And right after they did this, they ended up sending a, a non-proposal binding agreement to Doju request offering a merger between Huya and Doju. And this is merging the two biggest um, platforms into creating one. Both of these platforms are growing like crazy in, in China, in both of revenue, in both of user growth. And thanks to the pen, obviously, I, I don't want to say it like that, but thanks to the overall conditions of the market right now, more people work staying at home has even in, accelerated that growth here. So right now, like I said, this is a non-binding contract and or, or proposal. So there's nothing set in stone. But in reality, what is expected to happen is Huya would absorb Doju and all the Doju owners would get uh, X amount of shares of Huya. Um, and that to me, like, like for me as an investor of Huya and that being my number one position, I believe that's such a great idea, right? Having getting rid of your biggest competitor, have those users coming into you. You already have Tencent who owns a lot of the biggest games. So this is a win-win-win for all three platforms. Huya takes Huya and Doju, it's a win for them because they merge together and now they become a super, a super company. It's amazing for Tencent because they own all these games and now they have such a huge platform with such a huge number base of users that whenever a new game releases, they would be able to, to market it, to, to just promote it like crazy in these platforms. So here we can see Huya and Doju are both making similar amount of money um, year to date. Huya grew 34% and Doju also grew 34%. So that just shows how, how strong growth and analysts are expecting them to grow even faster in this upcoming year. The great thing is also just take a look at, at their at the proposal that Tencent sent to them. Tencent also said that this their proposal is going to be more of a stock for stock merger. So it wouldn't be a cat, any form of cash transaction, which I think would be very, very like I said, this to me, I find it to be a winning scenario for both Huya, for both Doju, and for both Tencent. The only negative I could see is eventually there will be, uh, uh, it seems like there would most likely be some form of dilution of Huya shares if this happens. Um, but at the same time, um, you're bringing in a new company with their own margins, with their own users. So it, 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 in certain ways, it kind of balances off. All right, so the next thing I want to take a look at is this battle between Fortnite, Apple, and Google. And like I mentioned, Fortnite is owned 40% by Tencent. So Tencent, I'm guessing, is also has to have some form of knowledge of what's happening here. So earlier this week, uh, Fortnite got kicked out of App Store in both Google Play and in Apple Store. And this is, there's a reason why they got kicked out. They didn't get kicked out for anything. Fortnite kind of, which is Epic Games, kind of started a war with these two giants. Previously in, in Apple and Google Store, if you want to have your application been, be on those platforms, whatever type of revenue that comes from some form of transactions made in game, 30% of that, of that income, of that transaction automatically goes to apple and google that's them saying hey you're using our applications to do this so for that we need 30 percent in stake of all transactions epic games ended up making some form of bypass where bypass doing this they're bypassing google and app stores transactions and 
doing this obviously it means less money for apple less money for google and they're they're doing us i want to say a smart way about it since they no longer have to pay that 30 percent to google they don't have to no longer pay that 30 percent to apple they've actually reduced the cost of it so by reducing that cost to it um, obviously users are obviously going to pay the cheaper value than the higher value and apple was like and google was like nope this is not how things work around here so they removed fortnite from the store remember fortnite is one if not the most popular games hands down right now so this is it is is definitely uh uh at a standstill right now and it's gonna see who's gonna give up first right now i'm pretty sure apple and google are getting ton of pressure from all these little kids from all these users from all these gamers right not even kids from all gamers which are all ages and from everything having this pressure from from them of why they removed epic uh why they removed fortnite epic games at the same time epic games right at the same time we understand this is business and epic games is to me is doing it to increase the revenue but at the same time they don't want to just say that they have to show that they're doing this for some overall good good gesture in the community which again they could be actually doing it for both but i do believe the number one reason for them doing this is for more money in their pockets because tense um epic games is saying that this 30 percent is ridiculously overpriced and it's any right now google store and apple store are pretty much the monopolies in this android world in this io in this operating system world where if you want to have a game downloaded you can only go through those systems especially for apple apple you cannot download any other applications unless you're most likely very tech savvy um but apple most software you can't download software outside of the app store so by them removing there that removes all of epic games users from apple and google you have a little more leeway but it's still difficult and it's not easy so for, for epic games is saying hey these guys right now have the monopoly this is not fair for the community um and they're trying to get a rally up right now with more people more people behind their back and this is not the first company that's done this up to to apple to try to fight against apple and google there have been other big ones netflix and spotify for both netflix and spotify you can't directly subscribe using their application so if you want to subscribe to them you have to go to their website and this bypasses that 30 percent it bypasses that 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 need to pay apple 30 percent over here they say unsurprisingly spotify has voice support for epic's fight so it's pretty crazy it's this is something that is is definitely gonna it's gonna take some time right this is this is gonna go most likely through many legal battles and for it to go through legal battles it will take years maybe even months maybe even years to to finally have some form of verdict so here it's gonna be who's gonna back out first in the short term of things it's gonna be google apple or is it gonna be tencent all right and the next article the next topic we're gonna take a look at is right now there is some tensions between united states and china and very similar to india and china and i i believe in india there have been x amount of chinese apps that are no longer longer available to be used in china in, in india china doesn't ha- united states doesn't have that same kind of tensions right now where where it has gone through that platform there have been talks of of banning tiktok right now i think it's only banned on government usage phones but it, it's still very available to the consumers here in the united states 
Uh, right now, there are talks that the overall government wants to ban WeChat, which is a social platform, which is a more of like a WhatsApp type platform here in the United States. So this has driven a lot of negativity to Tencent. But in this article, they mentioned that this this is not that in, it's not that important, right? Tencent's WeChat in the United States is such a small portion of its revenue that it, it might affect it by minusculely, but it's not something to really, really affect um, the company at all. So right, so here the biggest things about Tencent and the markets, they're in the gaming market where they own comp- games like uh, PUBG, certain games of Activision's Call of Duty Mobile. They own Epic Knights Fortnite, um, Fortnite, Epic Games Fortnite. They're in the social platform here. They have the Huya, they have Doju, they have Tencent Music. Such a small platform is come comes from WeChat from that revenue. So this tension, even though it, it's something to really take a look at, and to me. This is one thing when investing in Chinese stocks is you have to understand your risk analysis. You need to understand that there's always risk with investing, not only in Chinese companies, in any international company. That international risk is a true risk that can happen at any time. For me, the way I manage that risk is by limiting my exposure to international risk, to to international platforms, right? To international holdings. So... like I said, every investor should understand their overall risk analysis because all types of risk are are there's all types of risk here in the market, and that's what ha- allows the market to give you returns is the amount of risk that it has. Uh, so for me, I even though this tension is something to be worried in the short term of things, I I in the long term of things. Again, I agree that everything can can just end out of nowhere, but and for that reason, I control my amount of holdings for that position. But I'm still willing to take that risk. So if you own any international companies, you always have to ask yourself, hey, what happens if United States or an ally goes to war with this country? What happens if there's some form of sanctions? What happens if they ban this app? What kind of exposure will it have to me as an investor? And these are things you need to understand. And the way, the more you understand, the more you're able to control that emotion. Of, so for me, all of this is going to happen. And I believe in the future is going to continue to happen. But at that same time, I'm still willing to invest in certain Chinese stocks as long as I don't overexpose myself in them. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Like always, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. Take care, guys, and have a good night.